and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Probstfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Hey everybody, I have my guest here with me today, Dia. Dia is a maternity and newborn photographer, and she also worked as a manager at United Airlines for a decade and traveled around the world. At the age of 40, she stepped out of her comfort zone and pursued her dream of becoming a photographer. She loves to inspire women to reach their true potential, and I am so glad she is here with me on the podcast today. Welcome, Dia. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, and thank you. Thank you. And I just love to hear your story. I mean, I think you're so inspiring that at 40, which I'm going to be 40 in a couple months, that like you were able to just change your career, do what, what you're passionate about. And so tell us a little bit about yourself. So first of all, I am Hungarian and um, growing up in my culture, it's very, how to say this, like harder because we are like not really like one of those cultures who are like petting or kids like, oh, good job, you know, um, and then giving the extra confidence. So I never really had extra confidence growing up. So it took me about 20 years to get it on my own. <laughs> but, you know, uh, struggling through like, am I doing things right, not right? Am I supposed to be doing the things I'm doing or not? Um, our culture is very, it's like you have to go to college, you have to finish college, you have to learn languages. Um, if you don't learn languages and you don't speak them and have an actual exam um, in your hand showing that the proof that you speak it, you don't get your college degrees or university degrees. So it's a different system overall. So you are kind of forced into situations to do things that you may not end up liking later on on your career. Mm. And so, yeah, so... Here we go. I studied uh, different stuff, finance, logistics, um, French history and culture. And then I ended up being a photographer. So so that's what I am. And that's my passion. And that's what I am happy at. So, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that reminds me so much of my story where I didn't have that confidence as well. We had a lot of that. I needed, you know, there's this, there's this predetermined plan of what I should do. And so for the longest time, like I thought that I should be a flutist and I, you know, I trained uh, to be a musician, which I love performing. And I'm glad that I had all the experiences that I had, but it was so, you have to be perfect. And, you know, there was just this, the whole culture around it, I feel like is the performances and this perfection and um, studying and getting A's and, you know, going, you know, to the next step and the next step. And, um, but then once you get there, it's like, okay, you know, so much of my values are based on my accomplishments, but is this who I really am? Like, is what, what does my inner child want? And um, that's how 
like why I tried to do this podcast. And I, I feel like you are such an inspiration because you were able to step out of your comfort zone and say, this is what I want to do. Um, that's amazing. And I am so glad that you're able to do that and share your love of photography with other people now. Can you tell us some more about your um, photography business and, and what you enjoy about taking pictures of families and babies and uh, maternal newborn pictures? Yeah. So um, down the line, when I was only passionate about it and not brave enough to step out of my comfort zone, I always had camera with me and I was, like my friends used to make fun of me that I was like a paparazzi kind of, I was just taking pictures of everybody, anybody without the knowledge of, you know, like, like maybe let's make this a posed one or let's make this one just a candid, but this way, that way. So, so yeah, so I, I started that at very early age, five, um, at that time, I was already like starting to be interested in, and my daughter is actually starting to do the same. She has a little camera and taking it around, but um, but yeah, I didn't really have a purpose, so I did everything. I think for a good, I would say almost thirty five years. So every single thing you can imagine, from buildings to people to to plants to flowers, animals, whatever you name it, mm. and then I think. Um, what really made me realize, well, first of all, I moved across the country, across the ocean. <laughs> so so I think I, I started to feel kind of lonely. I didn't really have a family around me. I didn't have a support system. Of course, photography is still not one of those known profession. I feel that, you know, people acknowledge it as a profession. They are just, oh, okay, that's her hobby. Um and it's, it's quite an expensive hobby, actually. It's not just a hobby. There's a whole bunch of things that you need to achieve. But um, I think, like, I was not confident enough because of that aspect of it. Because, like I said, your mind is trained or literally pushed to believe that you need to have that degree. You need to have that good profession. You have to be a manager. You have to be bigger and keep growing. And um, and I think U.S. is a really great place in like literally making you believe that you can do anything you want. And I think, thank to my career, I have to say, I uh, started to inspire people right there at United Airlines. And I think um, that slowly changed my mind into that. If you're telling people you can do it, you can do it too. Like, what are you waiting on? Do it. And so my daughter was born and I took it as a sign from kind of from God because I was one of those who don't care for images. I just take it with my phone. And then I slowly realized that, oh, my God, you can't print this. You can't do nothing with it, literally. It's blurry. It's not, you know, you can't even edit it. That I was like, okay, no, I need to do something more. And I think she turned about two years when I started to strategically learn camera, the whole aspect of posing, wrapping, safety for babies and all that. I started to call my first client, I said, can you bring your babies in? And I took my time, of course, and I was scared. They were scared and we were both scared together. Uh, but we made it through and um, I realized that, oh my God, it gives happiness to people. It gives happiness to me. I think that's really something that I should do. So we had a little discussion with my husband, short story long. He was not happy about leaving a well-paid job for a not well-paid career yet at that time. Um, 
but thank God he supported me through. And so we made a decision that, okay, let's go full time and let's do whatever it takes to, to become a photographer. And then I again started to try everything, events, weddings, everything. And then I realized that I feel like I can take my time with babies. I give some extra happiness for families when they see and hold their babies. The maternity, the shine that you see in the mom's eyes, literally. The dad's little giggles that usually guys don't really show, right? Um, I don't know, like all those little things. And then when fall comes, the kids running around, smiling, laughing, throwing leaves. And Christmas is just, I don't even know how to explain it. I think it's like like beyond imagination that from behind the camera what you see and how you, that makes you feel that that you know even though for some people I know some still box in like oh okay it's just you know the yearly photos but to me it gives that extra vibe that I think that made me realize this is what I need to do yeah that's amazing I hear so much passion and just being so brave and such strength to be able to have the courage to step out and do the thing that you were, it sounds like placed on this earth to do. Like you are capturing life. You're capturing moments for moms, dads, and families. And that's so beautiful. I mean, it just how you're describing it makes me remember we, we, we just did family pictures recently. My husband likes to do a lot of um, kind of more just he does it on the side pictures. And I, I try as much as I can to be in the moment, but also it's so hard because I'm like, okay, the kids need to smile. Like let's get them like they only have a few minutes to smile before they start running around. But then yeah. also – like them throwing the leaves in the air and how the sun catches it. And just, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's like art. And I, I mean, it is art. And you mentioned that art has changed your perspective on many things. Can you tell us more about how that perspective has changed? So one of the aspects that I really love about is reconnecting people, connecting people. Especially like when you see a dad who probably works, you know, more than sometimes ladies we do, right? Although I would probably say no, because <laughs> I work like nonstop too, but, and many of us can relate to that. But, but some dads, when they don't have time for kids, because reality is we moms run the show behind the scenes on top of our daily duties, right? And so when you see, for instance, a dad and I think I mentioned this, but my mom and dad was divorced and I grew up without a dad. And to me, that connection, and that's what's going to make me cry, <laughs> but that connection aspect of it, when you see those little giggles, like I said, between the kids and child, it makes me feel sometimes be part of the family. And it becomes not just a photo. It becomes to me like, oh my God, like look at that emotion behind it because there is an emotion even in a rushed moment there's a little click a little connection that they may not realize because we are distracted with oh my god you have to smile you have to be here there and you know we only have 20 minutes chop chop but then in reality and I take my time I don't rush usually with many sessions though but uh, but I feel like there's always that moment there's one or two during that time still that that just gives that extra sparkle I feel that you know that makes me feel like part of something and I think 
it's something that when you look back at and you remember it in 20 years, 30 years, when the kids fly away, unfortunately, they start living their own life, you're going to be like looking back with a warm heart. And I think that's that's what changes me. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why I am very passionate about it, I think. It's beautiful. I mean, that ex- that sparkle that you that you can capture and that you can see. That's amazing. I mean, I I feel like for me, as the years go on, I mean, kids grow up so fast. And then when you're in the moment, you feel like the moment's going to last forever. But really, time and time again, life shows us that moments are fleeting and Mm -hmm. it just slips away. And how do I capture that moment? So many times is with pictures. And I forget like how big and blue my, like with my, um, she's going to be eight soon. My eight-year-old's eyes were when she was a baby and I was looking at her pictures recently and I'm like, oh my gosh, like look at her face. Like I remember it, but not as clearly. And when I was in the moment, I didn't think that was ever going to change and, but it does. And now I see her face and I know that will change. So it, it really is so amazing that we have the capability to capture that and for a photographer to put themselves in the story and part of the family story and create something so beautiful I think is amazing um and it really does help when 20 30 years from now I feel like yeah I think many people don't realize it and I was one of those people who did not because like I mentioned I just click click with my phone and I still do click with my phone even though I have the camera with me almost 24/7 but you can see the difference like we were doing this test with my husband my husband is not so much into photography he's one of those like do we have to do this again and I'm like yes we do <laughs> Because that's my daughter's memory. It's, that's our daughter's memory. We have to do it at least like once or twice a year. And of course, I focus more on baby. But you can tell the difference. It's just just like if you want something timeless, if you want something in your hand, if you want your kids, and I cannot emphasize this enough, if you want your kids to have memory of us. Because that's the other thing. I have no memories of my family really. And I'm sure a lot of people don't have it because we didn't take pictures. What was the focus? Okay, it's your birthday. Let's do one picture a year if you were lucky. And most of us don't even. I can tell you maybe I have like, I don't know, five, ten images from my whole 18 years of childhood. So I think this generation is just like literally the luckiest in this century because they have it like every year at least one and they can literally see the growth you know, the character changes and everything. Absolutely. That is, uh, I, with photos and with video and the capability that technology has now, we really can capture life in a different way, like you're saying. And Oliver Sacks, he's, um, he was a neurologist that wrote a lot of really interesting books. He talks about how we can essentially shape memories and memories that may not have necessarily happened in the way that they did, but through photos and through videos, you can kind of shape your brain in a way to remember things more if you're exposed repeatedly. And like when I read that, this is more of a video, but I remember thinking of ice skating with my dad. That was a very 
uh, core memory that I have. Like I, I remember like the coat I wore, the giggling that I did, uh, him twirling me around. And um, But when I read that book, I thought, I'm like, no, that's a core memory. I do remember that. But then thinking more about it, like, you know what? Actually, it's the video that I watched of that that I really remember. That's how I remember all of it. It isn't like my memory itself. It's the video, the memory of watching the video or like with the pictures, like um, especially now that we have so many pictures, we can kind of capture it like a video where like, you know, thinking of like my wedding day or you can capture all of that. And we have the ability to shape memories and can we shape them into positive, more positive, um, you know, and maybe sometimes I feel like our brains focus on the negative and that's how we've evolved. That's how we survive. But how do we remember the positive? And I'm so glad that you're capturing that and that sparkle and the present. Yeah. And I think like as a child looking back, I can totally relate. And I think many of us can relate. You don't actually remember a certain situation, but when you look at the picture, it's definitely bring you back to that moment that, oh, do you remember mom? Do you remember dad? This is what we did during this time that year. And it may not even be the exact memory that we captured that day, but oh, remember after that we went to ABCD place or you booked me this and that, and it made me feel better. It made me feel happy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just somehow capture something that will surround your memories basically it's kind of like I don't even know like kind of like a magic ball that you know just freezes that one day and anything happened around that day you're gonna remember because it brings you back when you look at it I feel Mm, absolutely all the sights and the colors and the sounds they just kind of come flooding back that's amazing what would you recommend for women and moms of like if they feel kind of like stuck? Like I, I feel like so many women now that that we're in our mid mid life, we did train to do a certain career or we've done so much and now, you know, we were a mom, like doing all the mom stuff, but now it's like, well, what do we do? How do we fill our cup? How do we figure out what to do next and light that passion. How do you recommend us to recognize that and then have the courage to go do that? So first of all, I think there's, um, I don't know, like in everybody's life, I feel there are things happening and it shapes you, form you into somebody else. You don't ever stay the same. Like, just like I was at my 30s, I'm not the same at my 40s. And I think like we have to go through certain experiences to shape us and want us more. And I think I went through a couple of hardship. I was very sudden by not being able to see my daughter growing and I missed out on moments with her and that's forced me um, kind of back to my own memories growing up as a child that I don't want my daughter to go through the same thing that I went through um, because I didn't have my dad my mom was working two three jobs at the time I barely seen her Um, so I started to read self-healing books first and I think books are tremendous like, I, I don't know, just beyond words, again, helpful in these scenarios um, to kind of make you remember who you were, like you said, as a child growing up. What was your desire? Why did that desire stop? And how can I bring it out? And am I still liking that, what I liked back 20 years ago, 40 years ago? 
And um, so one of the book I read was from Louis Hayes. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. Louis Hayes, you can hear yourself or you can hear your life. And um, when I started to read the book, that brought out, triggered me, actually, I should say, um, and I cried a lot on that book, actually, <laughs> but triggered me back to my childhood, back to the things that I went through, and made me realize that, like, who can change your your life? Who can change your thoughts? Who can change anything? It's only you. Like people are going to say, yes, no, we are very judgmental in this century, unfortunately, and more than ever, I feel. And it's really hard to, to focus on just you. It's not easy. It's, it's mm. extremely difficult. But if you start reading and start getting into your little bubble again and recognize who you are truly, and you can do it, you know, in any scenario, I feel separate, I don't know, 30 minutes of your day after the kids go to sleep, for instance, which I did a lot and I still do. My editing is done during the night. I was up until 2 a.m. again. So I put my kid to sleep at 10 and then I edit. And people are like, how are you so fast? You separate, you make the time, right? Mm. So I think when you when you feel unhappy at work or a scenario, that's kind of is a sign that, that, okay, this is time to do something else. And as simple as, say, $15, $20 book, it does change your life. It just changes your thinking process, your mentality. It's not going to get you ready to the next step, but it's going to open up a little door. And a little door where you can look in and then bigger, 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 bigger. And at the end of the day, I feel like if you keep pushing consistently, and I think consistency is the key you're gonna just one day say enough i am ready and you just start rolling with it anybody can do it so i inspire people to do it behind the scenes though but i have small businesses who are like what do i do how do i do and we talk daily i have five six people constantly who i talk to and i push them from hairdresser to trying to get to their own business, to anybody. Because I truly believe like like helping each other, not just women, anybody, but helping each other and inspiring each other, it gives you that boost for your next step. Absolutely. That's that's so wonderful. Like I totally relate to the books, like and all that you're saying. And the the books, I remember that really did open up a door for me too. Like I I didn't, it's a paradigm shift. Like Mm -hmm. I see the world in a certain way and how I grew up and how like I, what I experienced. But when I read other perspectives, I am, oh, there's a different way of seeing, like I can put on literally like a different set of glasses. And um, like, I know for me, the seven habits of highly effective people uh, by uh, Dr. Stephen Covey, that was one I, I, feel like literally talks about those like paradigm shifts, those mental perspectives. I mean, that was kind of a a longer read, but it was something that I was like, gosh, that it really struck a chord with me. And everyone's different with what book um, speaks to them or, um, you know, what perspective does. But once you see that little, that door open up and like, yeah, or that window into a different, um, it was that Joseph Campbell says, Sometimes, um, uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but you, what you fear, that the treasure you seek is what you fear is in the cave. Like going into the cave, you have to 
essentially go into that cave to get the treasure, but you may fear it. Um, but that's where the treasure lies. Um, and it really spoke to me because like sometimes I am scared to push forward. Like what, what's going to happen? What, I don't know what, where to even start with like for me let's say like I don't I didn't know how to do a podcast I like just baby steps like let's just you know for my writing I'm just going to do baby steps and at 30 minutes a day um you know just trying consistently and that consistency that exercise of keep doing it and keep pushing forward and having accountability as well has helped me um you know what what other like-minded people are trying to do these things and how can we support each other? That's- and I always imagine like when you are a baby, you start the same way. You don't know how to walk. You have to learn, you fall, and then you again stand up. It's the same thing with adults, even though we say like, no, but you are an adult, you should be knowing. But in reality, we are like little kids stuck in an adult body. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like when a mom comes to me, for instance, and I say like, oh, my child never smiles. And I'm like, why is that? Let's let's investigate the issue. <laughs> and at the end, it's just because we are, we are being, again, wired and we are already putting in the negative versus like the positive. We are not taking our time. We are rushing. And I think like not just with a photo, but, but anything in life, if you want to do something well, and make it worthwhile, you have to slow down. You have to investigate, like, why is this, this, this happening to me? Why is this not working? What is not working? And I think, and that's coming from my management background a little bit, because that's exactly what I was doing with my employees, that what is going on? Let's investigate it. How can we make this better? Why are you reacting certain way? Because we all react, we are all being triggered, and then when you start taking down the pills, then you realize that, oh, okay, that issue was not even there, or it was so small that it's so insignificant that it's not even point to really, you know, like spend time on. But I think we are like, again, like you said, like, like fearing things, the unknown, and we don't know, and therefore we don't want to step, we don't want to start things, because what if? And the what if is... is only in our mind, because you could fail, yes, in any job, but you can also go into a work and tomorrow they can tell you that, okay, no more, bye-bye. And there goes your what if. So you don't know, we can't predict the future. Just go for it, just do it one step at a time, like you said. Same approach I'm doing. Last year I was focusing on literally, okay, let's, let's excel in one thing. This year I have another goal that's excelling that thing. So it's like so many things that it's just like you can't do everything at once. You have to do one at a time and better for sure. Yeah, and slowing down and really, uh, yeah. That reminds me of our family session too where my husband and I are so different with our personalities. Like I'm always so like, okay, let's, let's do this. And I tend to sometimes get impatient with stuff, but, um, he is so patient with everything he does. And, um, so with him taking pictures, like when I'm like, okay, the kids are smiling, you have to take a picture now, like just take it. He is like, well, no, we have to slow down and like make sure that the light is capturing in a certain way. And like this, you know, this time of day is the best day to do it. And we have to be in the shade here or, you know, whatever that is. And it, when you, and that's when I was really, when I, 
I accepted the invitation to slow down where I was in the moment more. Where I'm like, oh, that's, you know, you know my son's um, doing something silly. And I wouldn't have noticed it if I'm like rushing and just focusing on yeah. that task. Um, the one thing I always suggest to parents before even they come in that don't care what your kid do. You are not at home. You are at my studio. Let me take care of the baby. <laughs> so, or if you are outside, let me go and engage with them because if you make that initial connection, they behave better. Mm-hmm. They do their things, and some kids just like to run around. Let them run around. Then we work around that. But it's it's really it's take your time. Don't rush. Take out the stress because it does show in the pictures. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I always say. Like. Forget that you are a mom. You are not here. You are here for the pictures. You are not here. Let me handle it. <laughs> so that's, that's one of the biggest things I do because I realized over the years that we are like, no, do this, do that. And again, we're just wiring our kids and they are not happy. They don't like it. And the minute you let it go, then they are like, oh, okay. Some of them makes little chats. Some of them just play silly. Some of them like to run around. We go explore, you know. Every single person has an individual want. Um, I think, you know, that, that's what we exactly also want to capture. So let it go. Take your time. Don't rush. I feel like that can be applicable with just so much of life. Like, let it go. Take your time. Just decrease that control desire which is so hard sometimes like it's like I want to control this so much but giving your control to God or to a higher power or whatever that is like just like when you let go and let it be you know that's when we can truly see ourselves and others shine and I I like looking up the origin of words. Sometimes when I write, I that's how I kind of came up with the two mom, um, the mother, like mother is a verb and love and all. And I looked up also the word confidence because I know you were mentioning earlier, it's struggle with confidence and I struggle with confidence. And what does confidence mean? So it actually means to trust, which I thought was so interesting where it's like trusting in yourself. Yeah. And and trusting that if you let go, if you if you just let things be, and allowing that trust, that's when you know we can have that confidence. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but you know, just baby steps and that power of yet. Of I may not have got, I may not be there right now, but that doesn't mean I failed. Like I just I keep trying, I keep doing yeah. this, and uh, yeah, oh, it's great. Yeah. You have to trust them. And I think, um, like you mentioned beautifully, saying that trust word, I think it's it's not only the confidence that can I do it? Yes, I can do it. But do I trust that I will achieve what I need to achieve? And I think like that's something that me and my husband was having discussions on early on when I started that. Um, yeah, I don't think people care for photography. And I'm like, well, I care for photography. So, and I know I can succeed and I know I can do it. So you just sit back and relax, enjoy the ride. And he's like, yeah, but you just quit a well-paid job and then look at you like struggling through the first year. I'm like, I don't care. I be famous. I be successful because that's what I believe that I will be. 
because I said, I want, I have that best intention, families to have what I want them to have, their memories. And I said, I will make it because, and he's like, you're always taking so much time. It takes time. Everything takes time. Yes. But then why you post this 20 minutes when you do 40 minutes? I'm like, I don't care because every individual has different needs. You can't categorize that, okay, every single kid in 20 minutes is going to perform. Some of us do and some of us don't. And then I have to go overboard and I am willing to do that extra mile. But again, I trust the process. So, mm. And he didn't. So now after the third year, he's like, oh, okay, you're doing good. <laughs> you know, like he's cheating now. But before he was like, Mm-mm, no, I don't think it's the best decision you made. <laughs> So that's a, such a good point where it's like, yeah, trusting the process. And sometimes like you, you know yourself the best, regardless of what people are saying, just like, I like just trust, trusting the process, trusting yourself, trusting that things will, the pieces will fall into place, however they're meant to be. And I firmly believe that like, there's just little whispers that we have in our lives that tell us like we're where we should be going. And if we just follow that path of like least resistance and let go of that control, that, that treasure in that cave or whatever that is that you are seeking, you'll, you'll get there just, you know, with time and whenever it's the right moment. Um, And I know God keep giving you people who you can relate to easily because I just, I, I truly passionately believe like there's nothing like, Sorry, there's nothing that 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 really gives me an affirmation that that I am doing something right when I get a text from the mom that oh my god I am in love like how can I buy more and I'm like do you really need more no just quality over quantity please don't purchase all up although yeah I do want the money but I don't want you to just waste your money I want you to have you know what you truly truly gonna appreciate and they're like oh thank you for telling me that because a lot of them just you know, forcing. And I think like these type of little talks like keep bringing me forward that they love what they see. They they enjoy the interactions, the little sessions. They like that I am not rushing or stuff like that. You don't really need anything, guys, because I always say like everybody's doing things differently. It may seem the same, but what's behind the scenes is different. How you make people feel is different. And I emphasize always, I think also feelings that, you know, don't just come in here and tuk tuk bye, come in here and let's engage, let's do the things, you know, that that really, truly put you at ease, put your mind at, you know, a next level, like feel like you are at home or something versus just like, okay, I came in and yeah, it was weird, awkward or yeah. I don't like those moments. <laughs> so I think like those little things put you ahead also, you know, along the way that people get on your way, that going to tell you unknowingly, but going to tell you that you are doing something right and keep going. Mm. So I love that. I think that it reminds me. So like when I um, found out that you had travel around the world. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's like one of my bucket lists. I want to just travel everywhere. And I had asked like, what's your favorite place to go? Where, where do you want to go? Or where do you love going? So then I can plan to like go to all these places. Um, yeah. and you had said, well, there, you don't have a favorite place. Like you just like people, 
that each place is beautiful for different reasons. And I just, I loved that response because that is so true. I mean, like every, we're all so unique. Everywhere we go is so unique and different. And um, so, yeah, I I loved that. It makes me emotional, but, but it's so true. And I didn't realize that for an entire 20 plus years, because when you are a teenager, you are like following certain trends, what the friends do and all that. And at certain point of life, I guess after 40, <laughs> you kind of come down and then you are just like, like, no, like we evenly created unique and beautiful. And why do we say like one is better than the other? There's no such thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody is beautiful for somebody. Everybody is smart for somebody. Everybody is, you know, amazing for somebody. There's no such thing that, okay, you are not and you are not because of ABC. That, I think, is, again, categorizing. And you have to realize that, no, we have our own uniqueness, what makes us. And there is, yes, people similar to us, but nobody as unique as we are, right? So so that's why I, I don't really pick a place because I feel like every culture you go to, there is something unique to that culture, to that country that you can't find anywhere else. Yes, you can find an Eiffel Tower, for instance, like I lived in France, you know, in Paris and even in Tokyo. But is it giving you the same vibe? No, it does not. Mm. I mean, I visited all of them. None of them gives you the same vibe. So I can tell you that much. So I feel like, you know, like Paris has that little vibe, like when they put on the lights and it just never feels like I lived there three and a half years. But still, when I go back, I am just like, ah, the Eiffel Tower is about to, you know, shine again. And when you go to Tokyo, it's just a really relaxed, peaceful, like, oh, okay, that's the Eiffel Tower. Nice. And then when you go to Vegas, it's again a different vibe. You know, I I don't even know like how to explain Vegas vibe. It's just all over the place. <laughs> but but you get different things from different people. You get different things from different places. That there is a reason why you want to go back or want to keep engaged or want to keep you know capture for them memories. So I love that. That's really that. Yes, I and there are like every place I've been, like I think of what makes that place magical in certain places. Like I know for me, um, we go to um, Hilton Heads, uh, South Carolina a lot, and I I love to. I'm so like I want to explore, I want to go places, but there's something that keeps drawing me back there in particular. And when I think about it, I think it's just the memories I'm creating with my kids and how my daughter, like my youngest daughter, her hair looks exactly like the beach and the sunset. And it's just, it, it, it's magical. Like just and, and words don't describe, you know, these moments and that's where pictures come into play. So I could look at those pictures and be like, oh, so that's a feeling actually that you not even knowingly realizing, but it's not the place, but it's the feeling that make you feel as a mom it's a connection that you're going to look back in 20, 30 years and you're still going to be like, oh my God, that place. And you may not care for anything there, but you're just going to go back and be like, oh my God, when my babies were so tiny, we were doing this, this, this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what everything is about, that you do, feelings. Mm. Absolutely. I love that. Now, um, Dia, how, what would you recommend for, you know, now that like this is a big time of year, a popular time of year to take family photos, what would you recommend uh, for us 
planning it? Like, is there a reason why the fall and the winter are good times of year to take pictures? Like, what about like outfits? I mean, I feel like so much of it is just letting go of that control, like we're talking about. Um, But is there anything in particular you'd recommend? So you won't hear anything particular, particular from me because anything, everything can be beautiful. Um, I am personally drawn to simple colors, um, but I do take pictures with bold colors as well. Um, I always feel like discover who you truly are. What is it that you're drawn to? If you like loud and all over the place colors, wear that bold because it's going to look amazing on you because you're going to feel that vibe and you're going to feel that energy around you. Um, I, I can't imagine myself with like a super bold color. I am always like more like you see, like like hiding behind. So I would feel awkward if I bought something that is not me. So number one recommendation is think about something that on a daily basis you would like to wear and just operate up a little bit, like if you were going out for a night, maybe, and that's about it. Um, do not try to go by trends. I feel there is so many, I cannot emphasize so many images that everybody's like, Pinterest images obviously, like, let's do this, let's do this. Is that truly who you are? Because then do it. But if it's not who you are, why do it? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to look back at the picture and you're going to be like in five years, like I did, a lot of things I tried as a young person uh, that, oh my God, that does not look like me. I don't even like that image. Why do that? Yeah. So no, stay true to who you are and just try to build on up on that. Now, obviously for families, kids coming in on the picture, let that little personality shine. What is their favorite color? I always ask my daughter, what is it that you like? What do you want to wear? Let's coordinate. And with this outfit, for instance, she would wear an orange and it's absolutely fine. Let's do a little texture in it. Nice. Looks nice. So she pops, which is the focus anyway, right? And so that way you can stay kind of behind like a parent, right? But mix and match. Don't be like super matchy because then everybody just melts in. Yes, they are amazing colors, but where is the personality on those photos? It's a stage more like a like a fashion trend is something that I, I don't truly believe in because that's not going to reflect your personality. Mm. Um, fall is almost over though. So again, um, yeah, two more weeks yeah. <laughs> of craziness. <laughs> Goes but too I, fast. <laughs> yeah, but I am already shooting actually Saturday Christmas again. Mm. So the whole day is Christmas and then after that Sunday is four seasons again. <laughs> so... So I'm getting confused where I am at at times, but but yeah, um, just focus on personalities and what you really want to achieve pretty much. Mm. That's great advice. I mean, um, yeah, this, is, this has been such a great conversation. I feel like our listeners are going to get so much out of this. I know we're going to get so much out of this because just letting go, they get in the emotion. I, I love that. Now, Dia, where can we find you? Um, is Do you have a website, social media? Um, how can we get in contact with you? Yes. So I am all over social media. Uh, I don't have time to post every day everywhere, but uh, you can find me Pinterest if you need inspiration for maternity newborns. Mainly that's what I post there. So it's easier to scroll through um, under Danina Fotografia, which is kind of like a Spanish uh, way of saying I have my Instagram, my TikTok, my Facebook, and then I have uh, two different web pages. 
Um, I have maternity newborn, if that's what you are desiring, with same thing done in a photograph with the F. Um, and then I have the other one for family and cake smash. Um, I believe it's a done in a photography one. And then I am building another one again um, because I'm going to separate the families so that way whoever wants whatever they know where to go versus look through things that they don't really care for at the moment. So hopefully that's in two, three weeks it's coming as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm all over. That's awesome. I love following you on social media. I mean, like the pictures you take are just beautiful. And I'll put all of that in our show notes so our listeners can check you out. And uh, Dia, it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, (laughs) I really loved our conversation. And I hope that um, you have a wonderful day and you keep capturing all those beautiful emotions of life for us families. Thank you for having me. Thank you.